It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network is your host, Brady Trantham. What's up, Thunder fans? My name is Brady Trantham, your host and your man for all things Oklahoma City Thunder. And thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Thunder podcast today, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For the next 30 minutes or so, you will be so locked on Thunder that the staff or all won't be able to help you. If you don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise in OKC and 107.9 in Tulsa. Go to thefranchiseok.com for all my Thunder columns and blogs. You can also hear me talking Thunder on the OKC82 podcast, part of the Franchise Podcast Network. Also, feel free to tune in to the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon starting on December 14th. Every Saturday, the four of us will be on to talk Thunder basketball and the NBA. Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and I will do our best to keep you both informed and entertained on the Thunder and the NBA. And if you're out of the market, feel free to download 107.7, the Franchise's app. It's free. It's really easy to use all you have to do is just type in 107.7 the franchise in your app store find it download it and enjoy it's everybody's favorite day today it's friday thank goodness such a long week but for today it's the free space edition i may have already said on a previous podcast i was going to go ahead and give you guys a preview of the deontay burton sit down podcast that i did with madison on tuesday which you can find on the okc82 podcast but if for whatever reason you haven't found your way that direction we'll just go ahead and give you guys about a 15 minute preview of what you can expect on the entire show we'll also go over tonight's game against the minnesota timberwolves and yes andrew wiggins is coming everybody everybody freak out everybody run and i always forget to say at the top of the show i've been saying it at the end of the show but just in case i put everything out on my twitter page at brady does sports so please feel free to follow me there if you ever have any questions about the show if you ever have any critiques anything that you like just feel free to hit me up on twitter my dms are open you can always at me constantly on my phone it's a part of my job so i will more than likely answer and like i said on a previous episode once i get a better rhythm with this showdown. I do want to make it a little bit more interactive than it has been. So ideally, I'd like to do a mailbag podcast. But once we start gaining a little bit more momentum, because I just started this thing and not that many people know about me. But once I get a little bit more momentum with this show, do a mailbag podcast in the future. So please follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Tonight, Oklahoma City takes on the Minnesota Timberwolves in Oklahoma City. Timberwolves come in with a record of 10-10, and 10, currently the 7th seed in the Western Conference. And Oklahoma City stands at the 10th spot at 8-12. and 12. In between the T-Wolves and the Thunder, the Suns round out the 8th seed, 9-11, and 11, and the Trailblazers are at 9-13. and 13. The Timberwolves come into the game on a two-game losing streak, losing at home to the Memphis Grizzlies 107 to 115 on December 1st, and losing last night to the Dallas Mavericks. 114 to 121. The Timberwolves will play Oklahoma City tonight, and then they're back on the road against the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns before returning home for a three-game homestand. Now, obviously, everybody is very much afraid (laughs) of one Andrew Wiggins. And this time, it's probably not very ironic because Andrew Wiggins is actually balling out this year. If the season ended right now, he would be averaging the most points of his career. Currently, he's averaging 24.9 points per game on 45% shooting 
35% from the three-point line. But the last five games, he's kind of cooled down after his hot start to begin the year. Field goal percentage is down to just a hair under 40%. Three-point percentage has skyfallen to 31%, and he's still putting up 23 points per game. But still, this is Andrew Wiggins. Still, this is a game in Oklahoma City. I mean, last year, (laughs) Andrew Wiggins in Oklahoma City was averaging... 35 points, 50% three-point shooting, 80% from the free throw line on 14 attempts a game. For whatever reason, Wiggins just balls out in Oklahoma City. And if the Thunder are going to get back to their winning ways tonight, they're going to have to first stop Andrew Wiggins. But I'm actually kind of interested to see how the Thunder combat this team now because obviously this isn't the same Russell Westbrook-led team. There's a little bit more, I don't want to say a better defensive ability on this team because obviously the defense is not as good as it has been in previous years, but the Thunder can at least throw something differently at Minnesota than what they have previously on defense. And it all starts with Shea Gildas-Alexander. His length alone will be interesting to see how they attack Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns leads the way for the Timberwolves, although in scoring at just a hair under 26 points per game. Cat has 15 double-doubles this season in 18 games, and he's just and he's just been tearing it up. 21 points, 13 rebounds over the last five games. It's going to be a really good test for Steven Adams because if you guys remember at the beginning of the week I wanted to see Steven have a good game against Indiana because yes what what we saw against New Orleans in those two games was very promising but it was against New Orleans and then Steven Adams just goes out there and has a perfect game eight of eight from the field four of four from the free throw line 20 points nine rebounds Everything is pointing to Steven Adams is slowly getting back to the player that we used to all know and love. In matchups between Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, Steven has classically had a difficult time, and Steven's going to have a difficult time against any center that can stretch the floor. Carl Anthony Towns understands this. It seems like every time I see the Thunder and the Timberwolves play, Carl Anthony Towns goes out of his way to stretch the floor, and at times it can kind of take away from what he's actually good at, but... If Steven can at least nullify him on the offensive end, if the Thunder at least feed him early and often like they have been these last four games, then Steven could could more than likely continue his upward trajectory in terms of getting back to where we all know he can be. Last year against the Thunder, Carl Anthony Towns attempted 13 three-pointers in four games, had a 41-point output with 14 rebounds on March 5th in a win over the Thunder. He had another 35-point output, 20 points, and then 18 points. Again, it's an exciting matchup for Steven, but it goes down to just another classic. You've got to feed Steven Adams early on, not necessarily to get him engaged. He's not the type of player that you need to manufacture getting engaged. He'll do that on his own. But if you increase his confidence early by getting him into good situations to get some easy buckets early on, it makes the offense spin a little bit faster. It makes... I feel like Steven, as the game wears along, becomes a little bit more confident, especially when he does get the ball on the low post, maybe in not the best situation, whereas in most cases he might hesitate and then get fouled, which is actually not a bad idea now because he's apparently a great free throw shooter all of a sudden. But at the end of the day, you'd rather him just finish strong instead of trying to get to the foul line. And to go along with Steven Adams on the offensive end, And I really feel like this has been a result over the last four games or so, but the Thunder are just outside the top 10 in terms of field goal percentage at less than five feet. So a lot of that, of course, attributed to Steven Adams over the last four games or so, but also the ability of Dennis Schroeder, Shea Gillis-Alexander, and Chris Paul, of course, most of the time, as they slash and cut to the rim. The Thunder are one of the better teams in the league at finishing around the rim. And having said all those good things about Carl Anthony Towns and By all means, he's been one of the better players in the league thus far. The Timberwolves, on the other hand, are one of the worst teams in the NBA at finishing around the rim. They're shooting 57% under 5 feet, which puts them ahead of the likes of 
Golden State, Cleveland, Memphis, the New York Knicks, and all their power forwards, and the Chicago Bulls. The Thunder are also an above-average team at defending deep paint twos, as Billy Donovan likes to call them, at 59.7%. So outside of a 40-point Andrew Wiggins supernova-type game from the perimeter, which of course can happen, and maybe Jeff Teague gets hot, maybe Robert Covington gets hot, outside of those outliers, the Thunder should be able to handle their own in the paint. And if they can do that, then you open the door for Chris Paul to have a good mid-range game. You open the door for Shea Gildas-Alexander to potentially get back to what we saw over the first 10 games. He's due for a good game at some point, you've got to think. Oh, and by the way, Carl Anthony Towns is listed as probable for tonight's game. Andrew Wiggins is listed as questionable. Be interesting to see. Be interesting to see if, if those two players end up playing. And again, I would assume Andrew Wiggins is chomping at the bit because he's about to play in his favorite arena in the NBA, apparently. And one thing I will mention that I thought was kind of interesting. So following the game against the Pacers, I wasn't actually in the arena. I left at halftime. I had to do the post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise with Madison from Flint Restaurant in downtown Oklahoma City, just across the street from the arena. So we always do our home post-game shows from there. So come check us out. Come say hi to us whenever we're there. But we still had franchise people in the arena waiting to do post-game duties. And all season, the Thunder have been really, really quick with their media availability. And it's been good for us because we don't have to wait that much longer after games. We, we, get, to get, we get to leave the arena before midnight whereas covering the team with Russell Westbrook you're probably leaving after midnight now again that who cares about the livelihoods of media people I know you, you guys and gals don't give a crap about all that but it's just an observation I've had this roster these players are more of the more of the opinion of all right let's get back in the locker room get undressed get showered talk to the media go home it's good for them it's good for us so that's why th- this was a little interesting to me so following the loss to the Pacers Jerry Ramsey and Derek Parker uh, were still in the arena and they kept texting me while we were still doing our postgame show. We were about 20, 30 minutes into the show. We go on for an hour. And they were texting us saying, man, they're taking a while. They're taking a while. Eh, I guess so. You know, it's a disappointing loss. And then they finally let the media into the locker room. And Jerry and Derek both described it as like, wow, like the players were like really down. And the only reason why that it's interesting to me other than just the fact that it took a little bit longer than normal for the team to open up the locker room. At some point, everybody, like losing just, losing does take a toll on you. Chris Paul told us a few weeks ago that losing sucks. I hate losing. And while you, the fan, might have a different opinion as to like the importance of wins and losses this season, you've probably lowered your expectations compared to the expectations you've had for the last decade of watching Thunder basketball, of course. Well, these players still go out there and try and win. They, they do their best to win. Chris Paul doesn't care about draft picks. Shea Gilles-Alexander doesn't care about draft positioning. They go out there to win, and when it doesn't happen continuously, in a lot of the ways, in the same in the same fashion, whether it's a third quarter collapse or just getting close in the fourth quarter but not being able to get over the hump, it's going to wear on them. And I'm really curious to see how losing continues to affect this team moving forward because, like I've said, the schedule's going to get tougher in that you're not going to see New Orleans and Golden State and Orlando all the time throughout your schedule as much as the Thunder did in their first 20 games. Now, of course, they've got a good chance. Minnesota is not a world beater by any means. The Thunder have a very good chance of getting back to their winning ways tonight, but just something to keep an eye on. Maybe some players might take differently to the idea of losing over and over, and who knows how that affects on-the-floor chemistry. Who knows how that affects front office decisions? Who knows? Just something to think about. When we get back, Deontay Burton from the OKC82 podcast. And also, this is coming out a little bit later. I listened to the Woj pod with Sam Presti that was released earlier today. Listen to most of it. A quick few thoughts on that towards the end of the show. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast with Brady Trantham, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I said today, Friday, it's the Free Space Edition, and the idea is to try and get some player audio exclusively for you guys. This week was super hectic for me, not just because of the new workload with this podcast, but a lot of other projects that I've been working on as well. Hopefully, you guys will get to enjoy that in the coming weeks, coming months. Hopefully, you guys get to enjoy it. But without further ado, here is a sneak peek of the Deontay Burton podcast that I did with Madison Morris on Tuesday. Without further ado, Deontay Burton. Kind of a cool thing. So it's like now you get to live your dream and I'm somewhat living mine, but it's like vicariously through you guys. See, I, I'm not living my dream yet. Really? My, my dream is never to be an NBA. What's my your dream? My dream is to have my own family. It's to really? be a father, to be a husband. Like, that's it's my really dream. Sweet. Like, this is a job. So yeah. I look at it. It's a job that I love that I love doing. So mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. I, basketball is a... Is n- basketball is a part of me. It isn't. It doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. well said. No, that's. I mean, it's really cool. And you do have how many siblings? Do you have? I'm the youngest of seven. Wow, seven. Yeah. I'm an only child. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> what I have out. one sister, and I have no idea like what I would do without her. But I can't imagine having like seven. How often do you get to see your family? Um, it's random. Uh, I don't. I don't see them that often. Um, mm-hmm. but when I see them, it's it might be for a couple of days. This is the longest I've been around my family because I have my sister and my nephew here. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been here for, what, a month? A little, oh, wow. little over a month. So it's it was weird at first. Like, I didn't I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. It just felt like they were in my space. But then <laughs> after... You're after a grown-ass time, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> then after, after the time, I got used to it. And, like, when they, when they leave, it's going to be weird, like, being there with just me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Now, um, as a native Oklahoman, I'll just apologize to your family for the weather that we have here. Don't apologize. (laughs) Don't apologize. This is better. Really? Better than, oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Well, well, see, you know, (laughs) you at least know what you're getting. That's the thing. Like, you don't know what you're getting day to day here. Yeah, you you know you're getting no snow. So <laughs> That's it's, true. It's better than 11 inches. Okay, I do not I, enjoy the yeah, snow. You're right. I do want to kind of go back to uh, the college days because I mean I know you're not a numbers guy, but I went ahead and did the thing that you don't like. I I pulled up some numbers. So with numbers, I feel like like numbers are okay. It's just when you try to go in depth in the numbers, like mm-hmm. when you try to create stats, like looking at the rebounds and like mm-hmm. the normal stats, like yeah. the stats that's on the stat sheet is cool because mm-hmm. you can see how the game unfolded and you can see how the game went. Yeah, you play basketball to get stats. That's how you win. <laughs> that's yeah. Or that's how you lose. You can have 12 turnovers. <laughs> no, and that's, that's why. how that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basketball. Um, 
but you know, going back to your days at Iowa State, so you know, even before you were with the Thunder, people in Oklahoma basketball fans here were well aware of who who you were and how good you could be. Did you know against the Oklahoma schools, you averaged seventeen like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you averaged seventeen points a game. You had your career high against OU down the road, double overtime win against the Sooners. You had thirty one points. It seems like you were just destined to play basketball here. Yeah, my best, <laughs> it seems like my best basketball is here, huh? No, Oklahoma's it's, calling you back. <laughs> no, and Madison will like this. Um, you averaged more points against the Sooners. I'm, I went to OU. She went to OSU. I went to Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. you um, averaged more points against the Sooners than you did Oklahoma State. So she's got. I guess she's got. I'm you just on all that giddy one. over here now. Yeah, yeah. Not, and I, don't like, uh, I like Oklahoma better than Oklahoma State. Oh, oh come on. Oh, okay, okay. Tell, tell me why. The team disrespected me during. Oh the, during no, the game. Yeah, I probably know was, him. What happened? He called me the wrong name during the interview. So that was that was. Oh. From that, from what they, that what'd he call on. you? I don't even remember. It was just like, like one of my teammates' mom Jack. told me. <laughs> DeAndre? Yeah, something like, it was something like that. I'm here with DeAndre Jordan of the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> so, so then in the Big 12, and this this was right before the Big 12. So when we played in the Big 12, it was, it was. Yeah. Wait, was that the Big 12? It might not Yeah, have in been. Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, that was a Big 12 tournament. Did we play y'all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I you had guys, a good game, Your too. senior year, you, you played Oklahoma did. State. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah, and there was even a game. Yeah, it was when you beat OU when they were ranked number one with Buddy Heald. You were 0 for 2, You know, probably not your best day. But <laughs> Abdul Nader had 20 points. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, was, this was when George Niang was on the team. Yeah, like yeah. those OU-Iowa State games, especially like it, it basically like when Buddy Heald was with OU, it was basically the home team would win. Mm-hmm. Whoever played Norman, they'd win. Ames. It was those games were always insane and classic. But what is Abdul Nader like now? Like how much of a transition has he made from the, his time with the Cyclones to now? Like did you like you said that you weren't even thinking NBA? Did you mm-hmm. did you think Abdul Nader had a chance to make it to the NBA when he was at Iowa State? Yes, um, yes. I felt that I feel like Abdul Nader has more of an NBA game than a college game. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's more of a free player. Like you can't box him in. If if you box him in, he won't he won't do well. Hmm. So in in Iowa State, we had more of a free system, so it was perfect for him. And then transitioning to the NBA, it's kind of easy because he he's a shooter. He's a really good shooter. I mean, he's certainly playing like it now. I mean, he he's yeah. finally getting his opportunity. But it, it's really cool that you guys are you know the bench mob now, like, mm-hmm. and you can have basically an almost Iowa State lineup there. But yeah. <laughs> um, I guess before we get Joe you out, Cyclones. I guess before. Oh, go also, ahead. Uh, well, fun. Stat, not even a stat. Last, what was it? Last year, it was two players. It was me and Dooley on Oklahoma. It was George Niang and Naz Nilo, Naz Nilo, Naz Mitrulong <laughs> on Utah. Um, Utah. Utah. Yeah. So it was. It was a lot of. Iowa State people. Someone trade Mon- someone get Monte Morris on this team or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go fun. find Monte. No, um, yeah, those those games. Once again, feel free to subscribe to the OKC82 podcast. Again, those podcasts are more reactionary following each Thunder game, and those come out around midnight or so. So right when you wake up, perfect for your morning commute to work, and then hopefully around noon, one, two, or three, uh, depending on how busy I am that day, you can also look forward to Locked on Thunder. When we get back, some thoughts on the Woj Pod with Sam Presti. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. 
or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So Sam Presti was with Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN on the Woj Pod, live from Emerson College, where Sam Presti actually went to school. Always a unique situation to see Sam Presti in an interview sense when it has nothing to do with just the required availability that he has before the season and then after the season. He rarely ever talks to the media, of course, so this was always something I was looking forward to, to listening. And he gives probably a more personable, detailed story about what was going through his mind when Paul George's agent, Aaron Mintz, originally called him this offseason and requested a trade. And Sam Presti, he said this to us as well, and he's basically been about this his entire career in the NBA. He's really big on face-to-face personable relationships, and he simply just wanted, after the trade was requested, he simply just wanted to go to the West Coast, go talk to Paul George face-to-face. Um, he didn't really get into detail of like the end game there other than, well, I just basically want him to say it to my face. <laughs> you know, basically, I don't want to get broken up via text. I want you to break up with me uh, face-to-face. Probably my favorite thing from the podcast, though, was Sam Presti himself even mentioned, you know, the last time I did this podcast with you, Woj, was the offseason, the 2016 offseason, when we were trying to sway Kevin Durant. And <laughs> obviously, it didn't work out. So hopefully, good things happen to the Thunder following this podcast. And Woj also brought to light that the Thunder are the fourth winningest franchise in, in all of professional sports in the, over the last decade. And he had Sam try to guess the other teams. He guessed all the te- He guessed most of the teams. I think he missed the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Sam made a mention of it used to be the Packers. And the reason why I know that was that was a part of our pitch to Kevin Durant to get him to try and stay. And then Sam's like, and obviously it didn't work out well. <laughs> so he, he can look back on bad luck and some mistakes misfortune in his career and at least smile about it now how do you guys feel about that i'm sure is is a much different way but it is what it is thank you everybody so much for listening to the locked on thunder podcast with me part of the locked on podcast network spread the word retweet every retweet this podcast i would really appreciate it let people know that the podcast is up and running once again next week i plan on being a little bit more streamlined with everything a little bit faster but I said yes to a lot of projects this week outside of Locked On, and it's kind of biting me in the rear end as we get closer and closer to the weekend. But but next week looks a lot more manageable, so hopefully these podcasts are out a little bit earlier for you guys. But once again, the Thunder will take on the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight at 7. Tonight at seven. Looks to be good weather, so fun night of basketball. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. And until next week, I will talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.